Hola, are you a Latina or woman of color new to marketing and need tips for landing that first job? Or maybe you are a new business owner looking to implement new marketing strategies for your business. Or just looking for personal development tips to advance in your career? I am Vanessa Parra, your host, hospitality and travel marketer, and now your marketing bestie. I will be spilling the tea on everything I know on how to land that marketing job. I will share behind the scenes of being a Latina in marketing and shedding light on barriers and struggles people of color face, especially when you're the only one in a corporate setting. I will also touch on manifestation tips that have helped me attract my dream career slash life. But most importantly, I will be spotlighting other influential Latinos and people of color marketers from our community. So grab your cafecito or drink of choice and let's listen in. Welcome to Influence with Cultura podcast. Welcome to another episode of Influence with Cultura. I am your host, Vanessa Parra. And today, in honor of Latina Equal Pay Day, I have a wonderful treat. I am interviewing Cindy Alvarez, a career confidence coach. Cindy Alvarez is a career confidence coach that is inspired to empower first-generation professionals on how to advance within their careers and learn how to voice their purpose and work authentically. As a first-generation higher education administrator herself, she understands firsthand the experiences of navigating the work politics as the only Latina in the room. Since 2021, she has served over 30 women level up in their careers, build their confidence, and overcome imposter syndrome. Now, let me tell you, this conversation is so good. So hurry up and grab your cafecito and definitely listen in because, girl, we have something special in store for you. She provides some valuable gems and tips to help you land that marketing job and to help you get paid what you're worth. So are you ready to listen in? Well, let's go. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Influence with Cultura. I am your host, Vanessa Parra. And today I'm super excited because in honor of Latina Equal Pay Day, today I have a bonus episode for you interviewing Cindy Alvarez, a career confidence coach. Welcome, Cindy. Hey, welcome. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Awesome. I'm super excited. I came across a Cindy's TikTok account and I just loved her videos because she has like the best vibe out there. She's very relatable. I really liked that she has a background in higher education because I'm currently working in higher education. And I know when we last spoke, she was telling me that she has a marketing and PR experience as well, which I obviously can relate to. And then all of you listeners can relate to as well. And I also noticed that she's in a Latina sorority and I was in a Latina sorority. So there's just many things about her that excited me to interview her. So I'm super excited to just get this interview started. I'm really excited too. We have a lot of connections and I can't wait to share all of our insights to your guests. Yes. Awesome. So again, for today's episode, because of honor of Latina Equal Pay Day, Cindy's going to be providing us with some tips on helping you land that marketing job and getting you paid what you're worth. But before we do, uh, Cindy, do you mind 
just sharing um, a little bit about yourself, how you became a career confidence coach, and what is a career confidence coach? Of course. Yeah. So, hey, everyone. My name is Cindy. I am based out of California. And as Vanessa shared, I work in higher education. I've now been working in higher education for 13 years. Um, and as you stated, I did my bachelor's in public relations. And at first, I really wanted to work for a city, do marketing and special events and really be hands-on in the community. And it wasn't until I got offered an internship to help out one of my sorority sisters. And that's a great thing about networking in college is that other people might know the traits that you're good for and they pull you in. So sometimes always listen to those people that are in your corner that are saying you'd be great for this position because they might know you um, a little bit better and know your skills. So it's interesting enough, I had said yes to her and said, sure, I'll plan a conference for your college. And from there, I've started my career in higher education. Um, but for me, I were, being a first-gen Latina professional, there was a lot of gatekeeping. And once I was in their career, I realized that it was really hard to navigate these systems by myself. And when I look at my peers, I saw that a lot of other first-gen professionals felt the same way, felt imposter syndrome, felt like they struggled with identifying and being authentic in spaces. So with my public relations background, I started doing more mentorship. And that is really the birth of my career confidence coaching Um my role is to really empower first-gen professionals to level up and be authentic in who they are. So many times we're working in predominantly white spaces where the norm of what a leader looks like is not who we are. And the more that we try to fit into that bubble and um, we will kind of disown ourselves and not feel much more like an imposter. But once we become to be authentic and confident in who we are, that is when we can be able to sell our strengths and use our uniqueness, which is so needed in all industries today. So that is kind of the birth of the Career Confidence Mujer program. And that's why I'm here today, just to be able to provide more insight and help people be successful in their careers. So since I know you've been coaching and mentoring many Latinas, I'm just curious, what are some common struggles or common questions or limiting beliefs that you've noticed that a lot of your clients have been asking about or facing in their career journey? Yeah. So one, there's two, overthinking and self-doubt, and they play really hand in hand. And what I would say about that is as first-gen professionals, sometimes we don't see in our parents that um, they went really high in their career, right? So we're navigating these spaces for ourselves the first time. And what I see a lot of times is that once you gain your first job, it's all fine and dandy. You feel secure. You feel safe. But when you have to take the next jump or the next lead in your career in advance, there starts to be a lot of overthinking and self-doubt. Self-doubt if you really fit all the criteria, if you have what it takes to make the position or overthink and second guess their decisions in moving forward. So it kind of goes hand in hand with thinking too much, second guessing their worth, and having to feel like we have to hustle for our worth, 
remember a lot of times our parents sacrifice so much for us to be where we are today. And that sacrifice and that hustle, cultura, is something that's almost like built into us. But with that same mentality, we think that we always have to over hustle to prove ourselves. But eventually there gets to the space in your career where you have to start owning your HEFA energy, right? <laughs> and start owning how you walk into a room. And the second you start having to seek, um, I have a lot of clients, the overthinking leads to questioning themselves, leads them to having to depend on other people to validate our experiences. But the thing is, when we're first-gen professionals, we're the first ones in these spaces. So how can we rely and ask other people for advice on our own careers when they are not doing it within their own spaces? So imagine you're overthinking, then you're asking for people that overthink their own selves and don't have that guts to go into those fields and those spaces. So I think it kind of goes into circles. And that's why Career Confident Mohead was born. It's kind of like someone pulling you out of that cycle of overthinking and really bringing out those strengths. So overthinking and self-doubt are probably the biggest ones that I see within my clients. And you know what? And I agree because I know like me personally, when I started my career, because I was mostly like the only Latina in the room or sometimes the only woman of color or woman in general with a bunch of men, um, I felt like it was a different journey than them. I couldn't really ask them for advice. And again, like how you mentioned where you're pretty much living a different life than your parents. Your parents have sacrifice so much to help you either go to college or if you didn't go to college, just have a better life than them. And so when you're trying to get these different positions, you really don't know how to stand out and you don't feel confident and you don't really have anyone to guide you, which that's why I really love seeing other Latinas that are helping other Latinas. And that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because I feel like there's so many Latinas out there that I noticed that I've seen that kick ass in their industry, in their fields, their careers, and I don't see them anywhere, you know, and that's why I created this podcast to spotlight those ladies and for them to help mentor the new generation. So what would you tell someone that's maybe brand new in their career, and they don't feel confident? And especially right now with these times where as you know, it's been difficult to get any job in general, like what advice can you give them to at least get started and go towards the right path to get that first job? Yeah. You know, the first thing is finding out what your passions are and finding where you can include yourself. So many times I think it's interesting when you're in the field and I'm sure in your field or anyone in their field, like I work in higher education. I know where all the people are and the connections are. But sometimes we can feel like an imposter and be like, no, I have to maybe be a manager or I have to be in the field to get into these spaces. Find where these people are, associations, Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups. Find where people that are like-minded, creative space as you, because of that is where you will grow. I think you don't need permission to go after your passion, to go after your purpose. And sometimes, I find this a lot as well, sometimes people are looking for this well-packaged, full-time job with benefits, and that is definitely something we can strive towards, but we cannot limit ourselves because we're not finding 
tiny, like that perfect job. Like I know we've talked a little bit earlier, but especially for your audience with marketing, there are so many ways that you can become your own boss. You can own these spaces. So many times we don't feel like we're in these spaces. So we need access. We need to get in and we need to apply and have the job, have the title to be able to explore. But exploration is comes at no cost. So that's the biggest thing. Um, find out where these people are. Find out how you can kind of get your foot in the door. And even if it's just connecting with like-minded people, that is a start. So I would say start there. So I'm just curious, um, when you started your career, did you face any struggles or any, are there any like experiences that you can share with our audience that really like helped you learn from those mistakes to, you know, just, um, I guess, succeed or improve in your career journey? Yeah. You know, I've learned so many different, so many different things. Um, but I would say, I want to talk about the most recent thing that I've learned and that was a hard one. And, um, I've learned about the social media presence online is people can take things out of perspective very easily. And so I'm always talking about personal branding and as much as you know who you are, you have to make sure that other people know what you stand for and know your values. And the reason I'm saying this is because, so, um, this past year, I actually, um, through my business, I was talking about networking and there's in higher education, unfortunately, there's a lot of politics involved sometimes with board of trustees and so forth. And, um, I had talked about getting a position that for a PR role and talking about how I was chosen. And it was just like this, you know, wonderful experience of being chosen by someone. And I didn't even apply for it, you know, great experience. Well, someone took that video and they edited it and mm -hmm. they put it on YouTube and they went to a board meeting and they're like, Cindy got the job because she's a Latina and the Latina oh. president chose her because she was a Latina. And she even says in her video how she's not qualified and they just picked her out of nowhere. Like they oh, literally God. took, parts and pieces of an Instagram live and recreated it into this YouTube political agenda wow. video. And for me, that was really disheartening because um, I'm very open and vulnerable. But I think once you as people in marketing, we put ourselves vulnerably on these online platforms, but just realize that anything can be taken and misconstrued. But the biggest thing is, in, in general, in your life, once you start succeeding, people will realize, once you start succeeding, people are always going to talk down on you, or people are always going to find things that you did wrong, or talk about your history, talk about your past. But it is very important to be vocal about what you stand for, your vision, and your values. Because even though that video went out and it was very like mortifying for me because it's yeah. not what I stand for as far as how they re-edited this video. Yeah. At the end of the day, I had to rely on the fact that people know what I stand for. And if people knew me, they would, they know me, right? Like, so, so where the learning lesson is in this, if someone were to see something on social media or misconstrued, what yeah. that, those assumptions of you, 
does your in-person personality or your personal brand, does that validate what they're seeing, even if it was a lie? Or would they say, that person would never do that? I'm going to go and investigate. And yeah. we need to start thinking about that in our career because especially as you know we're younger we're more on tiktok we're on instagram it's just fun but we never know where that can take us so i would say make sure that's why i would say really important to be authentic in what you stand for and talk about that because it can be easily misconstrued so that's i think the biggest takeaway it's like when you're not in the room and something's bad said about you yeah. does your actions and behavior stand up and validate you as a good person or will they run with that line um yeah. so that's the biggest thing i've kind of learned um yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for sharing that you know it was so I, i'm so sorry that happened to you and I can honestly really um empathize with you and I put myself in that situation like I probably would have cried and I'm so sorry that happened yeah. and that actually makes me think about something that I've been wanting to do myself where um I all throughout my career I've been really active on LinkedIn however um in past episodes I've spoken about how when you're a Latina in a professional setting Sometimes you feel like you're living a double life, you know, where you can't be your authentic self, even though I completely agree with you, but times are changing. So now I feel like it's a little bit more like, okay to be yourself. And also I think with age, you know, you're more confident that you don't care what people think. I mean, you do to an extent, but at the same time, it's like, you know who you are, you know, your values. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I've always been active on LinkedIn, but for the past like year or two, I haven't been that active, but even then when I do post, um, like my engagement will grow or I'll get more connections, which is awesome. And I've been debating um, to show up more on LinkedIn, but more in the sense where I'm showing up in other spaces where I'm empowering Latinas and pretty much exposing that a lot of companies are not being that diverse, you know, in their content. And that terrifies me because a part of me is like, because I'm not, a full-time entrepreneur and I do work full-time that it's going to come back and bite me in the butt, you know? So I've been debating, but at the same time, it's like, I want to show up, show up authentically uh, because I know that there's people out there that need to hear it. And I know that there's businesses that maybe are doing this, but they're not doing intentionally. They, they just don't know, yeah. you know? So thank you for sharing that. That's thank really you. like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You know, I agree with yeah. you. And for me, it's like I work full time in higher education. So doing this yeah. career confidence coaching is kind of like a side hustle. But how I'm vocal about that, right? But once this video came out, I was like, well, I guess it's out. But yeah. um, I think you have to if you expand yourself, you have to know how it aligns with your overall purpose. Like for me, I'm always saying my purpose is to build access and to power others. I do that in my full-time job and I'm going to do that on the side. Yeah. Um, but what I would say is, unfortunately for Latinas, we're under this microscope um, as far as what it looks like to be a leader. And mm -hmm. there will always be people that are going to be trying to find things that discount you and disqualify you. But the more you buy into that, you know, that belief that you're limited to a role and you're limited, they are winning. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's so interesting because 
I was talking to someone and like he was an older white gentleman and he's like, so what are you doing? What was that video about? And I was like, oh, I do this on the side. And he's like, oh, like a consultant. And I said, yeah, like a consultant. Oh, everyone does that around here. And it's like, yeah, all these white people have jobs out there. And then they're a side consultant getting paid thousands of dollars, but it, it they're not being questioned, right? Like being a, having a consultant agent on the side of a hustle for them, it's like, oh, that's a norm. I do public speaking events all the time. But if yeah. we were to do more, it's like, well, does that mean you're giving me less, you know, to that job? Exactly. But yes. I no, agree. it's not limiting you. So yeah, I think it just, once you go forward with the decision, you have to really be in again, authentic to who you are. And mm -hmm. like people after that video, honestly, people would have, you know, shady comments, or I knew people were talking like, oh, she's yeah. probably not qualified. She probably shouldn't be hired. You know, just, you know, they didn't know the real video, but I am not afraid to, if I were to talk to someone and say, well, do you know where the video stemmed from? Because they don't. And then they'll be like, no. I'm like, well, actually, I host a page to empower first-gen women. And it was a, something talking about networking and it was taken out of context. So it's unfortunate that we're trying to find spaces that we feel safe in and yeah. you all are doing this. Like, Hold people accountable to yeah. um, them questioning and limiting you. So. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. This is a great interview. <laughs> I love it. Well, I don't know. We had so many technical difficulties to get I to know. this point, and it's because there's gems today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, who would you consider a mentor or someone influential in the success of your career? Yeah. So I would say her name is Dr. Cotto. Um, why I said I majorly had supervisors as men um, and um, supervisors as men, for me, they're very much task oriented, get things done, boom, 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 boom. And, and I work well in that. Um, but I once had a supervisor. She was a female doctorate. She was a dean of counseling and she had such authority but at the same time, she led by connecting to others, by her heart. She was like a heart-led leader. And I think that really changed my aspect because I was starting to see my leadership style become a little bit more um, male-led where it's like direct, be direct, get to the point, let's do this. And I stopped the connection piece because for when you have bosses that are male and supervisors, that's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. They're not checking in. Like that's just fluff, added fluff. And to her, it was like, no, I, I want to know what you're passionate about. What's your purpose? What's your drive? And it made working so much more enjoyable. It made me want to show up, not just for myself, but for her too. And seeing that in a leaner really changed who I was as in a leaner that like, hey, I don't need to be in a rush all the time. I can slow down and connect. And that actually makes work a lot more easier and people want to be here. So being um, led by a female leader that was not competitive, that saw growth and like pulled you out that is something that really inspired me to be able yeah. to be the person i am today that's amazing yeah now that i think about it like all my bosses have been men and they're very like you mentioned they don't like no fluff straight to the point so i know i personally was like 
I guess, working with other coworkers and other people in the same way where I know sometimes I might come off kind of like strong or, you know, how they say like the, the loud Latina or the angry Latina or whatever. But it's like, it was to the point where I felt like I kind of had to show up that way. If not, people would not respect me, especially because I was mostly all the time, like the youngest one on the executive team or the only Latina. So I felt like I always constantly had to prove myself. Uh, but yes, when I have my own employees or my own team, like I try to not be like that. I mean, yes, hold people accountable, of course, but really be a mentor. And then especially um, give them some type of like success path, you know, and I always ask them, like, what's your dream job in marketing? I want to help you get it there, even if it's not with this company, like I want to help you. Because I wish I would have had that when I started in my marketing career. So I agree with you completely. <laughs> yeah. What are three tips you would um, give a beginner in marketing or in general to get paid what they're worth? Yeah. So I all about having a purpose driven career. And I've there's so many avenues that you can go with marketing. And so first is really finding and identifying the lifestyle that you want to live. Um, there's so many different avenues, whether it's traveling for work, whether it's staying remote. So I think the first is thinking outside the box. Um, and what I say about that is dreaming big. So for example, what I would recommend is finding going on like LinkedIn or going on, you know, Indeed, whatever those job search websites that you want to use and inputting the dream job and opening it up and seeing what are the requirements for that and working backwards. Um, and that's where I would say kind of getting your foot in the door, because if you know where you have to be, that gives you a roadmap to where you should begin. Um, I would say if you're interested in a marketing career and you don't have the education, there are also so many additional online resources like Google now has stuff, LinkedIn has learning profiles. There are so many ways that you can learn and grow. So do not limit yourself. And like I said before, find the connections and put yourself in the spaces with like-minded creatives. And if you do not have the space or you are not getting hired, if that is on your heart, make the space happen. Like make like we are both two mujeres here that are making spaces happen that don't exist. If it's going on Wix and creating a website, whatever it is, it's like you want it, find it. Because if you can't find it, that tells you right there how much is still needed. Um, and a lot of times we question ourselves or doubt our credentials or our experiences. But I always say you can't teach character and you can't teach passion. So even if you had all the education and experience, sometimes that's not what keeps you in a job because people don't always have the motivation to stay. Get started somewhere. <laughs> Okay, now I have a fun question for you. What's your theme song? If you were going to go on stage or maybe like if you were gonna go um, and 
go in a fight and like get on a ring, you know? And you know, when like the boxing, like we just had the Canelo fight, <laughs> you're going to go on stage, you're walking on stage. What's your theme song and why? Okay. I was thinking about this question. <laughs> I, okay. I have, I, well, it's not inappropriate, but it's called Ojos de Maniaco by Llegado Siete. Okay. And uh, basically, yeah. Ojo de Maniaco is talking about he has like this desire in his eye and he has this focus and this drive and he needs like to sweat for what he has and what he has on his table. But at the same time, there's like, um, it's talking about like, um, it's about going up the, you know, the stairs of life, but with the humility of never looking down on others like escalando sin mirar abajo right like and I think that's for me is my theme song um I'm not competitive in nature with other people mm -hmm. and a lot of times people say like you're always doing so much like I have ojos de maniaco right <laughs> like you're always thriving but yeah but it's for me it's not to um you know, downplay someone else's shine. If anything, it's like, let's go together, you know? And that's my personality and that's who I am. Like I'm always in that thriving mode, that ojos de maniaco, but at the same time, never looking down on anyone, never being like, yeah, I'm better than you. Oh, I have more money than you or whatever that is. Yeah. I, my joy in life is me thriving and me being fulfilled yeah. and on my fulfillment is fulfilling others so it's kind of like a full circle but yeah that's the song Ojos de Maniaco. <laughs> perfect okay well before I end the interview is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience and then also if someone would like to work with you uh what can they expect yeah I would say um the first the first question is be authentic in who you are Diversity and representation is so needed in many spaces. And unfortunately, many organizations have been run by predominantly white people. So don't never question that you don't fit into these spaces. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to fit into spaces that were not meant for us to succeed in. But that doesn't mean that you can't create it, you know, remold it or build your own. Um, and I'm all about making sure that you are authentic in who you are and you know your vision and your purpose and your perspective, because as marketing individuals, your outlook on life is what will bring you clients, is what is going to connect you to different people. So if you have an understanding and you have a, you know where you're coming from, you're that much more able to relate to others. Um, so a lot of my career confidence coaching, I do individualized services from resumes and cover letters to interview mock prep sessions um, to three-month coaching programs where I work with clients. doesn't matter where they're at in their career, whether they're beginning, whether they're wanting to change a career or advance within their job. We work on their career goals for three months. And I really am kind of not just a coach, but also like a personal assistant, finding jobs for them and then going through that whole job process. But you can always find me um, at Career Confident Mujer. That's my website, careerconfidentmujer.com. And I'm on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, Shopify, all of it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Cindy, for being here today. And I really enjoyed this interview. Thank you for having me. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to another Influence with Cultura podcast episode. Want more? Head to influencewithcultura.com or go to my show notes to subscribe to my newsletter so you can be the first to know about any new programs and episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review and take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on IG at the Latina Travel Marketer so more kick-ass Latinas and women of color marketers can know about this podcast. If you are ready to up-level your marketing and social media career, I invite you to book a discovery call to see how I can best support you. Now remember, you are an asset to any organization and are ready to start that business. You got this. Talk to you next week.